Welcome to From Numbness to Fulfillment podcast with Jordana Miazza. That's me. My goal here is to help you feel alive, love your life and enjoy it to the fullest. For this, we'll use incredible breakthrough tools, insights and research that I discovered in my own journey from a very disconnected self to who I am today. So if you feel kind of unplugged from your life, from who you truly are or lost or stuck, and you want to not only know but become the best wholehearted version you can be, I am so here for you. And I promise you'll feel free, empowered, and more you than ever before. So grab a cup of your favorite drink, get comfortable, and come join me every week in this journey from numbness to fulfillment. Hello, hello, welcome to another episode of From Numbness to Fulfillment. How was your week? How was it? Did you have fun? Did you do something brave? Did you do something super boring that you don't want to do ever again? Like, how was it? And the other thing, I'm so curious to know, how are you finding the interviews we're having, these sessions with different interesting and super special guests? Today, I want to share with you something I was talking with Dan, my husband, a couple of days ago in one of our daily walks, <laughs> almost daily. <laughs> we were talking about a certain situation that happened sometime in the past and how we both behaved. And that got us talking about how we, for some reason, we as humans, not we as him and me, but we as everyone, we feel defined by our actions. And that is a great thing when you did something you feel proud of or even neutral. But what happened when you're not? What happened when we regret doing that or not doing what we think we should have done? So this got me thinking that we are not our actions. Our actions are more the reflection of how we feel inside regarding that certain situation than a definition of our identity. Sometimes we do things that we wouldn't normally do, but in the moment, it's just all we can do. Even if we did something that we don't feel proud at all. Because we always know we could have done better. So today I want to teach you my egg technique. <laughs> I know, it's not fancy, I know. <laughs> but I promise you will remember this tool when you need it, I promise. So if you have a certain action that you did or didn't do and you regret it, then this tool is just for that. So I'll explain everything and then I'll give you an example just so you know. For this tool, we have two parts. First is the egg white. That's the logical part. The mindset to look at those situations in you and in other people if they are involved. So you don't live a life taking everything so personal. And the second part of this tool is the egg yolk, the deeper part. The part that will give you peace of mind regarding that time where you think you should have done better so you can stop kicking your mental butt about it. So let's start with the egg white, the mindset. When we talk about mindset, we talk about the way of looking at things in a certain way. With every situation in life, we remember what we interpret of that particular situation. So in order to change the angle from which we saw that, we need to go back and reassess the situation. 
For that, we need to put some information in an imaginary bag and then see this bag as a whole without missing any important piece of information. So what do we put in that bag? We put our circumstances like finance, where we lived, our age, how was the environment, was stressful. I'm talking about that particular time when you did that action or didn't do that action and you regret it. So go back there and see these things. Then we'll put our emotional, mental and physical state. And if there was someone else, what type of relationship we had with that person? And how was it at the time? There was some codependence. And what about boundaries? So put as much as you can there. You don't have to think it too much. Just put simple things that you remember. Once you put as many pieces of information in that imaginary bag, then assess. See everything as if you were the observer. Recognize that by having taken that decision, even if you regret it now, that doesn't mean that you are a bad person or that that action defines you. You are not your actions. You are the doer of your actions, not the action itself. So no action defines you. If you see with this more empathic and understanding point of view, like the observer, then you will see yourself more compassionately. And yes, of course, you know, you could have done better. We always can do better, always. And the reason you feel that is because you are you. You know yourself and you know your full potential. But that doesn't mean you cannot make mistakes. You can learn from that and make a better decision next time. Now with the egg yolk, the deeper part. As I previously talked about this in other episodes, we are always driven by our needs. Always. There is absolutely no way to move otherwise. So let's go back to that moment, to that time where you did that, that you have like a splinter and you can remove it. See what need of yours would that action be fulfilling. Just a note here. Have in mind that you're talking like we say in my country with Monday's newspaper, meaning that it's easier to talk about how a certain problem or situation should have been dealt with after it's over and not during. It's the benefit of hindsight. When we are in the middle of the storm, we are not thinking about how pretty, comfortable or finding the best decision we can ever make. We can only do what we not only are equipped to do, but also what we can do at the time because of the circumstances and the emotional impact it has on us. I'll give you an example for this. When we had Luca, we had two dogs, a female and a male black Labrador. At the time we lived in an apartment with Dan working all the time and me completely, completely absorbed between interrupted sleeping and being with Luca. So. It was really hard for us to take them for a walk morning, afternoon, evening, or at least morning and evening. So we hired someone to do that for us. It was someone reliable until he wasn't. He started taking drugs and one day when he came to our house to pick them up, he stole a camera and money from us. So we had to stop that. The father-in-law of a friend of mine had a female dog that passed away by old age and he was by himself living in a farm in the countryside. I spoke with Dan and we decided that we needed to do what was best for them. So we gave Millie, which was our female Labrador, to the father-in-law of my friend. Millie was the youngest of the two. She was two years old. 
Then after some time, Juno was born. That some time was, what, like a year? Yeah, a year after or something. So Juno was born and Mol, which is, <laughs> which is the male Labrador, my beautiful, beautiful, beautiful almost sun dog, he started peeing everywhere. And in the building, neighbors were saying that if we would continue like that, that we would have to go because he was peeing, flooding, flooding, I mean flooding, the lift and everywhere from my apartment door all the way up to the building entrance. And because it was just me during the day, I needed to go with him outside until he completely emptied his tank to be able to come back, put him safely inside and clean everything in the building. It was completely stressful and completely unsustainable. With two babies, Juno was six months old and Luca was two-year-old. We tried everything, even surgery, as the vet suggested. There was nothing we could do. And we always encouraged Mol to be with both babies and he loved it. But this other part was hard on us and of course hard on him too because I could see his face, like he couldn't hold it in, like ashamed. We talked again and decided to give him for adoption on a website that loving owners found another loving person to keep caring for their loved dogs or cats. It was a special website and I wrote my article there saying everything I felt that I had him since I was 19, um, that was six years before that he was the love of my life, but it was being hard for him to live in a small apartment with that condition and all that. And thank God, or the universe, we found a beautiful, beautiful soul that had a house with a big garden right outside the city. He had adopted many times already. He adopted from people that really loved their dogs, but for some reason couldn't give them what he needed. So he had three or four more dogs that he adopted. The day arrived, so we went downstairs. I gave him a big, ridiculously long, long hug. I hid my tears and told him I loved him many, many times and watched him go away with his new owner. I cannot tell you how many times I regretted that decision and not going to visit him for the next six years, even though I spoke with the owner quite often. And every time he told me to go to visit him, that it would be good for Mol. I didn't want to go because he said that he was super adjusted, that he loved playing with the other dogs, that he even had a girlfriend <laughs> that he was with all the time. I thought I was going to confuse him, to make him sad because I was sad, because I missed him like crazy. Until one day, the owner called and said that he was very sick. Mole was very sick. And he didn't have much time left. So I went. After six years, I went. I saw him, old, sick, having a hard time standing up. And when he did, he couldn't go back down to pee. I felt my heart breaking. Even more than that day six years before. I knew I lost him. I knew that I completely wasted six years of being with him by his side, playing, loving him. I knew. I talked with him. Yes, I do that. I talk to animals and imagine their response. Yes. 
I told him he will always be with me and that if he needed to go, there was no point in suffering and that he could go and that we were all going to be okay. I left and the owner did the same thing I did. Two weeks later, he called and told me that he passed. I am telling you all this and my throat is tight, trying to squeeze every word and tears back inside. So yes, I still feel pain from my decision. But this pain is a pain of not being with him or him with me. The pain of not living those six years with him when I had the most beautiful six years with him before. But I did make peace with my decision. And every time a thought comes because I see a dog passing by with its owner on the street, just like him, but of course not my baby, I go back to this tool and then I'm okay. So now I will tell you how I applied the egg technique in this particular situation. First, the egg white, the mindset. Recognize that that was all I could do at the time. With the skills I had, with the resources I had, with the emotional and physical state I was in. I recognize that by having done a bad action or what bad action is for me, that that doesn't mean I'm a bad person or that I always do bad things or things I regret doing. I know that I am not my actions, I am me. My actions are what I do, what me as a person do. I am the doer, not the action itself. So no action defines me. That action doesn't define me. The second part, the yoke, is understanding the need that was moving me when I did that, when I chose to act that way. And that is easy. I wanted to give him the best, to do the best for him. I thought I wasn't the best for him because I couldn't provide that for him. What he needed from me, like a garden so he could run, play. I didn't have time or energy to play with him, to be with him. I was so overwhelmed by being a mom of two little ones and him peeing everywhere, having neighbors coming and coming, talking bad about him. It was too much for me. I loved him too much to worry about me and what would I do without him? That was my thought. I know that that was my thought. Now, would I make the same choice now? No, I wouldn't. But then again, I am in completely different circumstances than 11 years ago. In this case, we are talking about me, but this tool, you can apply it to everyone in every situation, not just yourself. So if you cannot accept a choice from someone else, try to see these two steps with their eyes. Could be that they don't have the skills to see things or do things differently. Could be that they are in an emotional state that don't allow them to be themselves fully or to be more empathic or to make more empathic decisions. And then regarding their needs, could be that they have an even deeper need than the one you think they have. Could be that that person is doing the best he or she can. Before I go on to say two things, one is that sometimes a decision seems wrong because we didn't let enough time pass. We didn't reach the moment where we can see the benefits of our difficult decision. And 
Secondly, is that even though you could go back and do things differently, would you? In my case, I know I did my best, but also I did the best for him. I couldn't give Mo what he needed to be free, to play, to be loved. And I know he was super happy in his new house with his new owner that absolutely loved him. What if I wouldn't have done that and he would have missed all that happiness? What if he would have felt miserable not having someone playing and being with him or having space to run and not feel ashamed by what he couldn't control? You see, sometimes there is no wrong answer. It's just a more or less comfortable one, a more or less painful one, a more or less wise one. At the end of the day, we are the lessons we learn. So what can you learn from that decision that give you peace of mind and wisdom that you can apply from now on? All right, I hope you found this episode helpful. Let me know if you're implementing all these tools and insights in your life and how are they working for you? You can always connect with me through Instagram. My handle is at jordana.mietza or you can send me an email to jordana at fromnumnesstofulfillment.com or through my website, jordanamietza.com. If you think there is someone in your life that needs to hear what I talked about today, Please share this episode with them. Sometimes we need to hear things in a certain way or many times even until it clicks. If you want, you can leave a podcast review on that exact platform you're listening from or use the quick link I put in the show notes. I would love that so people can read how you feel about it and maybe get some much needed help. Let's keep spreading love, kindness, empathy and fun all over the world. Today, I'll leave you with another song of ours called home again it's about the letters from a wife to her husband which was a soldier during civil war i actually found the letters online it was quite awesome anyway i hope you enjoy it i'll come back next week with another interview to give you more ways to go from numbness to fulfillment have a great week bye-bye <laughs>
I'm not afraid to 